welcome to Buzz Talks. I'm Anisha Brahma, the founder and editor of Buzz, and today we have with us author Amaya Bondre, whose book Afsane had quite the impact on us. Hello, Amaya. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. And first of all, congratulations on your book Afsane. Hi, Anisha. Thank you for your time and thank you for organizing this. Uh, yeah, thanks for the wishes for the book because it's been um, a pretty interesting year. Uh, the book. released at a time when i didn't know the lockdown would would follow but it, but it's been largely unaffected and it's been a very very interesting year yeah thank you like we already said in our reviews that the book has all of the stories that something unique to offer so could you tell us how this decision to write all these short stories came about and why did you decide on the name afsane it that's it's going to be a long answer <laughs> But, but but you know it started with a workshop okay. i um, joined this creative writing workshop at zavier's college in mumbai uh, where they had a, a structure in the course which allowed all of us to um, you know send in send in writing assignments so i just sort of used those assignments as an excuse to send full length stories now that's not an answer which tells you where the ideas came from but that's the more complicated part because the ideas just came out of life it just came out of experiences you know you reflect back on what has happened you you, you look at you look at conversations you, you think of people you think of the lives of those around you and and you know every assignment became an opportunity to think and think and think and construct a uh, characters which which came from uh, from home from 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 closer uh, from, from closer circles and that's how the stories just just uh, just developed one after the other uh the name comes from the name again is 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 generic because these stories never had a, a, these stories never had connecting themes of course the themes emerged later as i saw them together but initially when i was just writing them i didn't plan that this would be, this, this would be a part of a collection so the name is generic intentionally because afsane means tales or romance or or uh, or even fiction and that name is um, uh, subsuming these these meanings together i couldn't find a i couldn't find an english name which would be which would be um, uh, encompassing these meanings together so 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 i think it just helped explain the the collection better yeah i quite agree because one of the reasons i picked up this book was because i was very intrigued by afsane and even the blurb doesn't really tell you much because you're like okay what is this collection of romance collection of horror stories collection of crime series but <laughs> it's like yeah. there yeah. is something for everyone in this collection i guess yeah that is that's the way it has turned out to be but but from the perspective of the origins i mean what made me write it was simply this 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 uh, you you could say the energy or the fire to 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 write stories uh, the, the workshop propelled me at least to think and you know my own uh, uh, interest to 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 come up with full length short stories which which i've never done in the past so i have written fiction in the past but not in a structured organized way one after the other one week after the other so that it was a challenge of sorts and uh, i didn't know it would turn up into a book which would actually have connecting themes so the themes really emerged later when the stories were put together and and i you know i gave it to beta readers or the initial readers to read your book they were the ones who pointed out the themes that okay this this can work as a collection you can put it together so yeah okay so 
all of the stories like we were discussing they are very varied and like your beta readers have pointed out okay these are the themes that are there tell me a little yeah. bit about the writing process did you like as a writer myself i know how intimidating it is to give your first first draft to the beta readers and then have them tell you exactly what they think like the beta readers they are not really reviewers they will not tell you mm. that you know ye acha laga they'll just tell you what is wrong or what they really like Like how was that working with beta readers? You know the uh, this it was easy and difficult in a different way. So it was easy because I intentionally um, shared the stories with um, friends, yes, but but friends who are voracious fiction readers. So uh, at least they they would not be completely biased because a friend is writing. I mean, of course they they were a little uh, soft. softer in the beginning with their response but i i kind of insisted that you, know, you have to tell me real feedback and that's how they opened up but being being fiction readers being 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 avid fiction readers themselves they they had enough objectivity in their in their responses so they weren't reviewers but you know reviewers are also uh, uh, avid fiction readers reviewers read enormously that's how they become reviewers it's a large part of their becoming process so i think a uh, it helped uh, sharing the stories with friends it was difficult because because of the because they were not reviewers so again the point that you made so technicalities you know finer aspects of writing that i didn't learn uh, through through um, their feedback i didn't expect also and therefore the stories were by the way later given to us to to editors also so the the, the, the stories moved from the beta readers then to editors and then finally to the publisher's desk so it wasn't directly to the publisher and well we have established that ofsani is a collection of varied stories and i know this is a very difficult question to ask especially as you have been the creator but do you have a favorite short story from the book yeah actually i do <laughs> yeah it's 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 not it's, it's a difficult question but now that you know this has been asked so many times i kind of do have an answer by now by the end of 2020 <laughs> so so the story which is again favorite may not be the best way to describe it but the story that i remember uh most vividly in terms of writing the 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 act of writing it was the third one which is blinkers blinkers on uh, it's it's a story that was written um uh, from mumbai airport to delhi airport it was it was funny because i had that idea lingering in my head for for a week or so Uh, okay so first of all with collections of short stories you can take breaks you know so once you have written a couple of stories you can uh, leisurely wait wait and watch how you how you are thinking or what's what's happening in your head before you start writing writing the next one so i was just um, keeping this idea in the parking lot i wasn't working on it but i don't know what happened i, 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 I was i was going to delhi for a, for a, for a visit uh, i was waiting for the flight and i thought fine let's just start with that idea which is there so the idea was an was an adoption uh so i uh, started writing the first paragraph uh, looking at a coffee cup my own my coffee cup and that's how it that the whole thing started and then something told me that don't be conscious of the flow of events just just write as if you are as if you're free writing or free hand writing as they say not literally but almost So I just I just kept on writing. I didn't care uh, really, except for the fact that I had this basic idea, which which was helping me move ahead. Then I boarded the flight. I didn't stop. I kept on writing. I I 
arrived in delhi i didn't immediately step out of the airport i didn't take the bags also i had one bag and i just went i just opened the laptop went to a chair and continued what i was writing um then i uh, sort of reached the end of the story took my bag uh, checked into the hotel and i again uh, went back to the draft and i just finished it so i just wanted to be with the draft uh, in an un- uninterrupted fashion i have never done this you know for 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 the other stories in this book at least so i think there was something distinctive about this experience the, the, this this specific story has received a lot of lot of uh, encouraging words and i don't know if it's if it's something something to do with the spontaneity but 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 yeah i i it's it's fair to say that this is a favorite in that sense yeah yeah if you i don't really remember doing that to any of my books i haven't okay <laughs> that's my cat yes felix you have made your debut in a podcast as well I, I apologize. He just likes being the center of attention. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do it to my books either. But you know, I think I, to be because again, honest answer, this one was interesting. Yeah. I do do that. The thing is, this uh, spontaneous writing. When you're writing a novel, I think it's a little different because you have to get into that zone and write. Whereas short yeah. stories, like you said, that once one shot. Or you can just go back and then think about the others. There is no pressure of okay, what happens next? What happens next? Hmm. Hmm. And I, I have told you this before. My favorite story in that entire collection is Death. Maybe because I have had similar ah. experiences, or maybe yeah, because yeah, yeah. I have spoken to a lot of people who have said that in that moment they have felt that like that, that they've gone deaf. They've right, lost right, one of their right, senses right. because it comes right. out of the blue. Right. right yeah short stories are tough you know so the the when you are at it it's not easy to communicate a, a whole lot in, in in a limited space but i think between two stories the times are easier they are better because you can take breaks you 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 you, are, you can afford to even write the next one a month later if you want but novels don't let you do that but, but i think i think with with short stories when you're at it when you're in in the middle of it it's it's not it's very tough because you you know it's a limited format it 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 it's it it um, shackles you at the back of your mind that the format is limited but yet you have to convey you have to communicate that part is not easy but uh so your next work would you consider that to be a novel or do you still prefer doing short stories Oh no! It is a novel for sure because I have brainstormed the story. The one thing that lockdown has helped, if not actual writing, is brainstorming and thinking and coming up with the with the story. So I do have that in uh, in my head and also in my notes. I haven't started writing it. It's definitely a novel. It could be a short novel though. I, I, it may not be terribly big. That's my prediction. But but it's definitely a novel. It's it's one single story. That's okay. I think novellas are a thing right now because uh, reduced attention span. Yeah. <laughs> I read a study the other day which said that right now people are listening to way more podcasts and they are listening to audio books rather than actually actively read. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because I caught myself doing that. So for people like mm. us who are used to being on our own constantly, I instead of listening to songs, I started listening to audio books while I cook. 
but of course they have to be the light breezy ones or they have to be the super motivational ones like i can't do mysteries because mysteries may i will miss something or the yeah, other yeah 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 hmm these are very interesting trends you know we are we are in, in the middle of a situation where various formats are um, trying trying to get our attention in terms of reading and listening it's just it, it's a bit chaotic but i think it's it's interesting it's it something for everyone i think what the pandemic did was it kind of brought in new trends because mm. yeah listening was something that people were doing and then they were on their smartphones all the time and again there were people who couldn't deal with the pandemic at all and people who dealt with it by being super productive right like i have not come across anybody who is like ha theek hai i'll be in the middle it has always been very extreme correct yeah i think i have been super productive in my head but not on microsoft word so in terms of this second book to be very specific this this novel i so thought that i'll be able to write the first draft by the end of the year it has not happened but at least at least in the head or in on on rough notes something is out something that is giving some clarity i i think that's i think i can just take some i i think i can take comfort in that i don't want to pressurize myself because already the pandemic um, creates this environment where you put pressure on yourself because you are yeah. you, know, you wonder you wonder what, what are you doing how are you, how are you using your time etc so i don't want those questions anymore <laughs> <laughs> well coming back to your book now i would want yeah. to know we would want to know a little about the journey that you had after you finished you know writing your collection of short stories and then how what was the journey like finding uh-huh. you know a house for your book with publishers because that is something that most writers never talk about authors really don't talk about like how they landed their publishers and was it a difficult journey or was it a fairly smooth one it was not difficult uh, if, if i look at the timeline from the editing to the publishing it wasn't difficult but i think the editing process was challenging i initially uh, Uh, just like any other author would or a writer would would uh, so i i send the stories to a few publishing uh, houses but then i realized that um uh, the editors within the houses don't necessarily um, do what is called as developmental edit so 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 a structural edit so so they work on the language and presentation but i wanted feedback on the content of the stories i, I was very open for changes left right and center and they they weren't doing that so therefore i had to approach freelance editors and through the editing process they all, they also guided me on the publication aspect which was the next stage and a lot of them uh, can pretty consistently advise that this is your first book and that too it's not a novel it's an anthology so the market is going to be small so you you may just want to consider self publishing as the option and as opposed to traditional traditional publishing unless you want to wait for a year or two for them to review consider etc so therefore i didn't go for the traditional publishers i went for the self publishers and actually that was the easier part so once i had got the advice from them and once i was convinced of that that logic finding self publishers wasn't difficult because there are some pretty established ones both in delhi and mumbai but um, to to be convinced of the format or the mode uh, i i i i required some um, expert suggestions or advice and th- that luckily came from the editors the, f- the freelance editors who my contact for this for the stories 
and of course they also uh, helped improving the stories because that was the primary job anyway yeah there is a lot of uh, misconceptions around self publishing and mm. uh, yeah and how people kind of think that traditional publishing is the be all and end all but personally I, we feel that traditional publishing you kind of give away your power a lot because i remember mm. the the first time i published a book i got into a real bad fight with my editor because he wasn't understanding the kind of the demographic i was aiming for mm. so yeah even we've done that where we have uh, gone to editors and with self publishing i think the other thing people mistake is it's just not you know publishing your own book or paying money for it it's a lot of other things and you have way more control over the marketing process which makes oh, it yeah yeah easier. yeah completely 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 agree it's it's just uh, the the misconception is um, exactly on these lines you know it, it, uh, self publishing in other words is traditional publishing but without that that chap as they say you know in hindi uh okay you don't have the stamp of a big name but you are working very hard as you would with a big name <laughs> uh, yeah but the thing is there are so many small publishers as well these days that it's very hard to yeah. know which is a self published company and which is a traditional yeah. company and honestly it doesn't yeah. matter because at the end exactly. of the day if you look at it even traditional uh, published authors have to step mm-hmm. in and have to start marketing their own books because mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's how well you can yeah yeah tell people that this is a amazing book and i want people to read it like it mm-hmm. afsani is an amazing book and we have wanted more people to read it mm-hmm. th- th- thank you for that but just to come back to the 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 core and the, the the real intention and just you know for for your listeners and for for writers out there the the primary reason to go self published was a it's not a novel uh, and b it's a debut anthology so the yes. market was going to be small anyway so therefore it it kind of made economic sense and a sense in every which way but you know i would i would encourage uh, writers to try both you know there's no harm if you just send proposals to um, even penguin or anyone you want to send to but just understand the expectations understand the processes understand the waiting periods understand that if you are writing if if you haven't written elsewhere if this is the only thing you have written again that's going to be difficult so there are various facts uh, maybe, maybe get an agent and the agent can explain you what to do so you know the, you can always try but understand the the outcomes in advance <laughs> we are saying it's wrong you know it's not wrong yeah. you should definitely try to get uh, traditionally published but we have been in this industry long enough to know that Correct. the first thing they tell you when you have an anthology they will ask you that are you the only author and if you say yes yeah. they are going to say then we can't take that risk at least if you had five or six other authors and you all wrote the anthology we would take it on because i right. think it's a little bit of marketing and sales because they kind of calculate that six people so their friends and their family would buy the book right right <laughs> so it's a little yeah. bit of so before this i used to work in a publishing house so <laughs> oh, okay. kind of okay. yeah okay like it has been a journey right right my next one i'm uh, so again as a part of growth i would definitely aim for the quote unquote traditional publishers for the next book um now that I, now that i know uh, a few things i've learned a few things at least i'll send proposals at least i'll i'll aim for them at least i'll do it in a proper way in terms of um, 
you know maybe even um, approaching literary agents and stuff but i wouldn't um, just wait for that i mean if 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 things aren't reassuring i'll i'll, I'll go for the publisher which is taking it I know that you write because you love love writing. Your I shouldn't say actual job. I would say that you work in the healthcare sector, and it yeah. has been and like we were discussing that it has been quite a year for people who have been in the healthcare sector. So, has you gotten any time to write, or the pandemic has kept you on your toes constantly? So, I don't clinically practice anymore. I'm a healthcare researcher. but then you know at the end of the day it's a full time job and the question boils down to this basic um, question of 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 having a full time job and writing and yeah it's tough it's it's tough so the only way you can do it is um, first of all you 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 sort of keep asking yourself how much you want to do it and that and that's a straightforward answer that 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 you want to and the next question is how you will make time which i do by um so the time we are talking right now which is 11 o'clock in the night is exactly the my sweet spot for writing oh. i often write i often write before sleeping uh, unless netflix comes in the way which it often does but but often it doesn't also <laughs> so i i write before sleeping i write uh, in the evenings uh, that's like, again i i get a, i get an hour in the evening pretty easily which i use um and that's enough i mean i think i think giving a couple of hours is pretty adequate uh, even if you're writing a novel so let's say you're actively working on a project if you're in that phase of your writing i think i think it's still it's still good enough if you're not act, if you're not having any active project if you're just writing um, because you're building uh, something towards a novel or or a book or let's say you're writing short stories or poems then even then i think uh, this kind of uh, slotting of your time is is helpful um and you know my my job takes My, my whole day luckily it's not it's not a job which drags into the night i mean my my, my most of my recent jobs have been fairly um, how do i say um, cut out uh, maybe that's also because you gain years when you work for so long in a certain profession you also know how to establish some balance i mean you don't you don't sit in the office unnecessarily and drag that time so so you don't do that you may because i used to do that in the beginning so maybe that just never created any scope for writing or doing anything else you know in life except work and home but now i i don't do that so so i kind of set some rules uh, i need my time to to work out i need my time to write i need my time to sit be at home so you you create slots along the way actually that for us happened during the pandemic because uh, uh, personally uh, i work in the advertising agency which doesn't sleep and which likes to ruin our weekends constantly <laughs> because of of course some creator somewhere will start some trend and then everybody is on your head saying that how are you going to leverage this and you're like i really don't care right now <laughs> i want to sleep <laughs> right 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah what you say is it actually makes a lot of sense especially people who want to write books and they keep saying that i don't have the time to write it's probably because you have not just disciplined yourself enough to get that time i know i'm not a disciplined writer at all it's a miracle that i even wrote when i did and yeah. like you said no it's so it's you should have time for your workout and your other things it shouldn't be that either i have a social life or i write it cannot mm-hmm. be either or you should have both 
yeah you, you should have little bit of everything if if nothing else and and the other thing is the the question that comes before discipline which is how much do you want to do it so writing is not always fun writing is uh, ask this to somebody who's composing music ask this to someone who's 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 painting or who's um, sculpting or or who's even making a film which is which sounds very exciting all of these activities have a lot of labor and they are not always fun so the question is how much you want to followed by this uh, this 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 discipline thing because uh, both matter and you, you you need to answer both of those affirmatively before you take up a project yeah what are your thoughts on ever co-authoring because recently a friend of yeah. mine approached me saying that let's co-author a book and i kind of lost yeah. my interest in two weeks because i it was a lot of things it was i was taking it seriously the person wasn't taking it seriously so i was like big if you're not going yeah. to take this seriously then i really don't want to be a part of this because you can't just okay. keep pushing the meeting on later because you have to take this that if you are co-writing a book it's a job that's the other thing i yeah. fail to make most people in my life understand they'll be like it's just writing right you can do it tomorrow no it's something i've committed mm-hmm. to i want to do it today Mm. so i in my profession and in, as in not, not just anyone who's a healthcare researcher like me we write scientific papers very often and we co-author those papers we we never write the entire paper by ourselves so co-authoring is not new as an activity but you know when it comes to a book which is voluminous and also i'm assuming you're talking about fiction yeah i i, I doubt i doubt if i can co-author of fiction fictional piece I mean, I, i'm not ruling it out it might happen sometime in the distant future but right now when i'm still um, in my beginnings as a as a debut author i think co-authoring a fiction book is tough because you have to be um, your, your wavelengths have to be uh, so alike your, your your approach towards building a character has to be so so similar at least sufficiently similar for you to work together i i i although i must say that co-authoring a non-fiction book or a creative non-fiction book is is an interesting idea even now because because you now it's 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 closer to home it's closer to my um, my work related writing because science, science is non-fiction so so i think i can still work with non-fiction but 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 telling a story co-authoring it with someone pretty tough it's too personal it's too too subjective <laughs> Yeah. Oh this is something i just thought of uh, given your background in uh, you know medical healthcare i would say or medicine medicine medical yeah, yeah. Uh, would you be yeah. like would you consider exploring a space like robin cook in india because i'm not sure if that has been done uh so short answer is no because <laughs> because because i have transitioned from clinical medicine to healthcare research so in, so in that sense i haven't spent enough time uh, in in hardcore clinical medicine because i i just i just quickly moved from there to another uh, related of course but but, but another uh, another career and i have been into research research since forever i mean now it's 10 years so i yeah i i would have to get back to medicine at least spend a good amount of time there to think of a story <laughs> Yeah, I have heard about how amazing medical fiction is. Never really. Oh yeah, it is. It is. It's va- apparently it's fascinating, and you get to learn things that you never heard of. Okay, but yeah. it sounds scary as 
you know medical non fiction medical non fiction presented as fiction is also amazing so it's like if you read atul gawande's books it's mm. all non fiction because he's talking about real experiences of um, i mean in his career but it it comes across as a story so it's almost like creative non fiction let's talk about why you turned to writing how i turned to writing my god that's a that's a longer answer than the first question that you asked me <laughs> but to to cut it short in only in the interest of time i have been writing fiction here and there it's not that it's not that i i started off recently i think my first short story was submitted to a college magazine a medical college magazine and it was well received by the editors as in the editors back then of that magazine it was interesting even i i felt that there was something here that i could do so I, at least it made me realize that i can tell a story meaning i can start it i can complete it and i can i, I can have a cohesive piece written so so this this was the least bit of realization that i derived out of it but yeah so that that's 2005 and then um, i have also written before that of course not not given it to anyone just privately i have blogged um uh during my masters which is after after medicine so i i wrote i wrote fictional pieces during during the blogging phase i couldn't keep up with the blogging i stopped blogging then i had uh recently in, in 2014 and 2015 i have attempted writing a novel which i shelved twice after writing lots of pages only to realize that i should have thought more about the story but then i did write uh, about 50 60 70 odd pages of microsoft word so so i must have thought something but i didn't really complete it i mean, i couldn't complete it because i i couldn't uh, um i i wasn't i wasn't convinced with the way it was going after the say the 60th the, the 60th page so so the point is i i have dabbled in fiction i have written fiction i have uh, been frustrated i have been frustrated by it and and also excited by it so um yeah uh it's it's it, hence it's very hard to say what made you write fiction except for the except for the earliest memories that you have in school where you write fiction uh, privately again you know in your in, in in your notebooks or diaries or poems and things like that so that would be the the direct answer to your question but that's not the 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 the, the real answer because i've always dabbled in it Yeah, I do understand that, and I also know kids who tend to keep diaries do grow up to write fiction because there's a lot of things. Like uh, I, for some reason, I kept a diary meticulously from the ages of thirteen till eighteen. My teenage years mm. have been very nicely documented, and then I lost interest. Hmm. Yeah. And if somebody tells me to do it right now, I wouldn't do it. I was like, I'm too busy. I can't. I'm not going to journal. Yeah. And as far as my as far as Afsane is concerned, the reason it happened in twenty eight, I mean the the writing started in seventeen eighteen and not in medical years or say before medicine was because you it's I know it's a lame it may be an excuse but you just don't have the mental bandwidth and space to uh, think about a potential ability that you may have you know, you're you're pretty much bogged down by by academics and and just life. Mm-hmm. and i know a large part of it sounds like an excuse but you really are i mean medicine doesn't give you the scope to uh, to uh, 
uh, yeah, to do much except for studying and patients and friends and social life and you know fun. But but you know in terms of really actively exploring an ability, it's hard. With with, with the medical life, it's not easy. Having a full time job and trying to write is hard enough. So I can only imagine how yeah. hard it was. Like the one yeah. year that I did force myself to have a full time job and also write, I almost drove myself crazy. So I can uh, only imagine how what it must have been like for you. Yeah, it. But you know, I. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Often there are many crazy days, but I think uh, you know, like 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 we were talking earlier, you need to find that rhythm. You need to find the slot. I I I use a I use a cheap word like slot for it, but <laughs> I really mean it. You have to find a slot. You have to just do it. There's no other way. You uh, you have to. It's like it's like habit forming. It's like cardio. It's yeah. actually like cardio. You have to do it. <laughs> then you keep doing it every day. <laughs> How Jake Rowling had once said that you need to be ruthless about your writing days. And if somebody is like, "No, come out, meet, come on, you can write tomorrow," you have to put your foot down and say, "No, I made a commitment. I'm sticking to it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's also yeah. very easy to get tempted because I have actually done that where I have just thought that, "Oh, okay, I'll do it tomorrow." And have you been guilty yeah. of that? Like. Or are oh, yeah, you very yeah, yeah. strict with your writing? Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I'm not suggesting that. There are days when you postpone. Again, it's like cardio. There are days when you don't uh, go for your run or for your for your brisk walk. There are days when um, you know you you don't follow a diet. You know, which is which is uh, I think a more serious commitment than than perhaps a daily cardio because diets are more difficult. I think. So there are there are all those days, but you have to you have to just keep on doing it. You have to uh, realize that there's no other way of doing it, and also nobody can do it for you. So, so writing is also a, a distinctive art form because it's 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 solitary. So, so in music, you you may have a partner, you may have a group. You know, in in films, of course, you have a team. Um, but there are certain art forms uh, which are completely solitary, and this is one of those. So, there's nobody else who's going to do it for you. writing is a very lonely business i don't know where we read yeah. it but there was something which i actually said that writing is a very lonely business so you be sure to know what you're putting yourself to yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like all you yeah, have for I, a couple yeah. of days are the characters in your head i guess yeah 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 so it's it, it's thankless as they say it's it's a very um, thankless process but It's a harsh word, but but the but the other side is beautiful too. I mean, there are there are lovely days, you know, when you when you feel good about the output. I have had those, and I'm sure everyone had those, and and who have written and uh, you should just re- count on those days. You know, those days will come too. It's not just um, hard and frustrating and thankless. It's 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 a bit of both. Yeah. Before we wrap up, what has been your all-time yeah. favorite book? My all-time favorite book is *The Catcher in the Rye* by J.D. Salinger. Uh, I think I'm impacted by that book and the way and that kind of writing too. Uh, the, the 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 directness, the forthrightness, the 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 angst, the anger, the the, the teenage angst specifically in this book. the way the plot moves along takes you takes you with it the way the the way he handhelds the, the way he holds your hand I and mean, the, the, the writer is literally taking you along with the with the protagonist 
right from the time he leaves the the place where he's staying and the people he meets all the way till the end where he meets his sister i it's just i love that story i i think that book is um i think history has been unfair to that book it's not as famous as let's say george orwell's 1984 or jane austen it, it, it's it deserves to it deserves so much more than i think what it has got uh it's an amazing book yeah it, it's it's something which everyone and also it's, it's it's for everyone the book is for everyone i kind of think that the last line of the book kind of resonates because it i think it went down as one of the 50 greatest uh, closing lines in literature oh good i'm happy to know that <laughs> Yeah. So, is he the author that you turn to in times of need, or is that somebody else? There are many authors I turn to in times of need. I turn to Ruskin Bond in times of need because I I like the way he, uh, I I like the way he paints pictures through his very down to earth narrations. I turn uh, I turn to Vijay Tendulkar in times of need because I have seen his plays and the and the way he way he. Um, handles extremely controversial subjects because of which his plays were banned in Pune and certain other parts of Maharashtra when they released in the 80s back then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I love his courage. I, I love the fact that he could um, speak of non-conformist male-female relationships at a time when nobody could think about that. So yeah, I, I like, I like uh, so yeah, I turn to him in times of need sometimes. Maybe, maybe just mentally, you know, maybe not exactly watching a play on YouTube, but just mentally. I turn to uh, um, uh, Amitav Ghosh in times of need because he's another fabulous, um, he's, a, he's a master of uh, imagery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you had me at yeah. Ruskin Bond. Like, Ruskin uh-huh. Bond has been my favorite author ever. Like, he has oh, wow. been, yeah. So I actually ended up writing, like researching a lot and uh, one of his favorite things that he had said once and I love quoting it is money speaks baby and it is always saying goodbye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like okay. Yeah. And you know the volume of work, I, I, I'm, I'm a, I don't know, I think I'm a believer in quantity also I and mean, in volume, the, the, the huge body of work that you put out. It's very inspiring. Uh, he, uh, so we, we speak of discipline, right? Now look at the level of discipline he has. So it's something to. <laughs> it's, it's it's I'm awestruck by that. Yeah, yeah because he still writes. He has a he's like he has his own uh, whole routine and his whole discipline. I am not exactly sure about the whole uh, the exact routine. But there yeah. are days when he has his writing days and he doesn't meet people. So if you want to meet him and if you do yeah. go to Missouri, you have to take a prior appointment. Now, a friend of mine yeah. had gone there and he opened the door and he told them, I'm sorry, but I'm not meeting people today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was yeah. probably writing. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he would be writing, doing nothing else. And finally, what are you reading currently? I'm reading this book called The Guest Cat by Takashi Hirai. He's a Jap. I, I must have misspelled that name, mispronounced that name, but he's a Japanese poet. Uh, he usually writes poems, but this is his first novel, if I'm not wrong, and the only one written so far. It's about this cat who suddenly enters a household. 
except that this household is having a couple that have reached a stage in their life, married life, where communication has taken a back seat and life is slow. It's, it's a bit messy also. Routine life is slow, subtle, messy and all of that. And then suddenly a cat enters the house and things change. There's a dynamic that forms in, in, in the household because of this cat. And I don't know. So again, you know, a very, uh, an utterly simple setting, but 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 very inspiring uh, for me to even uh, pick up the book and read because because it 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 just it just shows that stories are formed like that. Stories can uh, develop through such settings, mm-hmm. and then you know, and then of course something happens in the plot. There are things which happen. So, so yeah, I would recommend this to everyone. The book, the guest cat. Uh-huh. And I we also hear a cat. <laughs> I I like how he started meowing the minute you said the guest cat. It's like he knows. Oh, they are <laughs> smart. Cats are smart. <laughs> so this one is very smart. Yeah. And he does. He <laughs> likes meowing at me and yelling at me at times. He just wanted food, so now he's gone and he's getting okay. his food. But okay. You know how you were talking about stories being simple. I guess those stories really work for us as readers is because life is simple. I do not expect yeah. to walk out and find a dead body in my backyard at the moment. <laughs> like that would be yeah. it would be horrifying. But yeah. but the thing is, a cat just voluntarily coming into my house is something I can see happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know the guest the, the guest cat and and stories like the guest cat don't always depend on human characters. So so for instance, the, the way he has described the house, the the place, the the neighbors and just so even inanimate objects are um, are written as if they are entities having feelings because because even they do have feelings in our life things which which are not living and uh, he, he has done that in, in the book because again he knows as a writer that the characters are few i mean he has to he has to work with few people so therefore he's he's clever enough and artistic enough to 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 uh, to 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 speak about other things in the house as humanly as as he would speak of humans. You know, the first story in Afsani Distances actually right now that we were talking about how simple things can be. It reminded me of the first story in the collection, Distances, <laughs> where yeah. I'm sorry I'm going to spoil the book, spoil the story <laughs> for people who might read it. But it's okay. You know there. Because he, the guy, it's from mostly from the man's point of view. So yeah. towards the end, I kind of thought that he would say that no, let's not do this, let's not go through with this, let's just try again. It was a little heartbreaking, but it was also very real. Yeah, uh, yeah, and also it, he he couldn't have said that because you need the other person who's the heroine of the story. You need her also to to think like him. So they both have to think alike. If they have to try again, but yeah, they don't try again, or they sort of don't try again. <laughs> yeah, mostly it was from his point of view, and it was like, yeah. or maybe it could also be that he was just romanticizing the past, which I have seen that we tend to yeah. do. That we don't remember the bad things; we tend to just remember the good and be like, "Oh, I don't understand why it didn't work." We yeah, oh yeah, that's so well said. We we romanticize the past and we don't look at the facts, and then we question the present and worry about the future. That has been happening a lot in the pandemic, I think. <laughs> Worrying about the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, it has been amazing talking to you. Thank you so yes, much for talking yes. to us. Thank you. Same here. I I have really enjoyed this podcast, and I I think we spoke beyond the book, which was interesting. So I think this is this is great. And thank you for your time. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye.